0: Welcome to the Higher Ed Demand Gen Podcast, helping higher education marketing leaders share knowledge about learning, strategies, and tactics that are relevant today. See what you can learn today by listening to one of our episodes.
1: Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Higher Ed Demand Gen Podcast, hosted by Concept3D. On this podcast, we like to discuss topics around creating and capturing demand in higher education. Before we jump in to the podcast, I'd love to talk a little bit about the sponsor Concept3D. Concept3D helps bring your campus to life virtually. Uh, We have served over 600 happy customers in higher education with our best in class interactive maps, virtual tours, and event calendars. Improve your campus communications, student engagement, and recruitment with our powerful solutions. So my name is Shiro and I'm gonna be your host today and I'm speaking from my home in Silverthorne, Colorado. And I'm really, really excited about the topic today because we get to talk about both creating demand and capturing demand as it pertains to uh, perception as well as website. And so uh, without further ado, um, uh, I'd like to introduce Melissa Bradshaw. Melissa is a marketing leader in higher education. She is the VP of digital at Simpson Scarborough and she's also served at Ohio State University as the AVP of marketing and chief Marketing Enablement Officer. Melissa Stone, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me, Shira. Happy to be here.
1: Great, and before we open up and dive into the topics we have, uh, I'd love to ask an open-ended question around, what do you love about higher ed?
0: Yes, what do I love about higher ed? Um, So I've actually, so I've worked in uh, both um, public and private higher ed uh and um what i love the most about it is the stage at which it in impacts um a student's life so when i went to uh, college it was one of the most transformative times in my life where i got that first taste of independence i moved to a brand new city on my own um, and i had to launch and the support system around me Um, The things that I was learning both personally and academically really just transformed me into who I am. Um, So I recognize how important that journey is for students and love to continue influencing that uh, in my career.
1: Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. And, you know, speaking of the topics today around creating demand, I know in a previous call we talked about the importance of drive driving and delivering good experiences in higher education and also yeah. increasing the perception of universities so you know you you, you make students want to go and attend a different universities um, can you talk, tell us a little bit more about this topic
0: sure i mean i think that higher ed's really unique in that um, because it does create this experience right you're in you're invested when you're there you're there for Multiple years, um, like I said, it's a transformative time in life, and um, it really is the ultimate experience brand, if you really think about it, right? You're not engaging um, in higher ed for a week and going back home. Um, This is really um, a place that you're going to commit to. Um, And so being an experienced brand, it's really important for higher ed to convey that message when they're marketing to students, prospective students, parents, even um, all of the key decision makers that are deciding to um, engage with that brand. So I, I really do think that um, how, do, how does higher ed think about building affinity um, is really in demonstrating that experience in a really unique way. If you think about the market... Um, day in and day out, I'm a Starbucks advocate, but um, also Disney World or Amazon or Netflix, you know, all of these big brands that have been um, tried and true successful in terms of creating experiences for their audiences, higher ed um, has really ripe opportunity to continue to do that as well. Um, And the traditional space that they've been able to do that is through that brick and mortar campus. Um, But as we know, our audiences are changing and the world is becoming much more digitally savvy. Um, And so I I think that, and this is where I work, right? But that's my point of passion is how do you convey those experiences in a digital format um, to the student all the way across the United States that maybe, you know, is trying to make that decision um, as to whether they'll travel to that campus or not. Um, I I just think there's a really unique opportunity there for higher ed. Thank you so much for
1: sharing that. That's, that's really um, impactful. So learning from some of our neighbors in different industries, there's there's a lot we can do there is what you're saying, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And these, you know, if you really think about students and this is a big decision in their lives, um, you know, they've spent their lives really growing up around friends and, um, you know, engaging in activities and clubs and really identifying who they are. Um, and they want, they're going to take that big leap. They want to go somewhere that understands them that gets them that is a place that they feel like they will fit in um and and in educational institutions offer so much variety and diversity in those spaces um but it's really hard to convey that um on flat web pages or um even in just a a couple days of a, a campus visit or experience so um how do you kind of bring that to light for someone who's really trying to find their tribe if you will
1: Yeah, and you know, speaking of finding your tribe, do you have some examples that you've seen, whether it's digital or non-digital, like good examples you've seen schools do in trying to convey that message and that environment that they truly have on campus?
0: Sure, I mean, I've seen places that um, certainly have a lot of, you know, clubs and activities and really focus on promoting that, not only for their current students, But also being intentional about that for the prospective students, Um, student life opportunities and events um, and making sure that that is uh, front and center for prospective students so that there's a taste of the life on campus. Mm. Um, But, you know, those are the types of things I've seen in different areas where um, I might need to pause here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking a little bit, but, um, yeah, those are the types of things I've seen is where, um, you know, you bring the student life experience to the fore, Mm -hmm. um, and really start to demonstrate to students that, Hey, we, we get you, we see you and, um, we have something for you. Some of that requires knowing the student as well. Um, and not all students are the same. They're not a monolith. And so how do you understand them? How do you start to learn more about them so that you can give them the right information um, and demonstrate that your university speaks to them? Mm-hmm. And
1: I think one thing I'm starting to remember from our previous conversation is, you, you mentioned peer experience sharing. Like what a,
0: mm-hmm. what a
1: better way than to you know, learn from other peers, maybe already at the institution on, like, the experience they're having, having them shared, right?
0: Yeah. One of the things that we know about this generation, too, is that they they really um, are focused on authentic experiences, right? They're not thinking about, like, I don't want to see all the marketing speak. I don't want to see the fluff that was overproduced. I want to see what a real experience is like. Um, Social media is in their lives every day, and, you know, whether you have current students that are posting on social media or um uh really thinking about how they can engage with that population when they are there on campus that's the most important aspect of uh converting if you will uh the students and and having them think about is there someone that i can meet or hear from that is experiencing this brand experiencing this university um, and what can I glean from them? How is their experience every day, right? So um, yeah, there, there's, there's something to the opportunity to do that from afar as well. Um, because again, not every student's gonna get the opportunity to come to that campus.
1: Love to hear it. I actually spoke with um, a social media manager um, from Mississippi State University. And she was sharing some analytics around like the social media content that performed the best and like you said it was the real authentic content like she just filmed the the video of what it looks like to graduate uh, from you know with as a with a doctorate uh, what what that graduation date looks like and she's just filmed it from her phone and she shared the experiences of the students graduating and that performed so well because it created that authentic content authentic experience that I think you've been talking about
0: yeah I've got um I've got a high schooler and it's, it's really interesting, um, how much, uh, produced television, they no longer consume. They're constantly (laughs) on social media and that is their entertainment. That is what they're exposed to for hours every day. So, um, yeah, I I think bringing that forward in more formats, really engaging students as ambassadors. Um, especially if you're sitting in a Marcom seat at a university, um, that's going to be the most impactful way to to get that get those students to pay attention.
1: Yep, and I think yeah. this ties to a resounding thing I'm hearing is meeting the students where they are, not where you want yes. them to be. Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. And that that's a peek under the hood into the experience, right? Authentic right. experience.
1: Love it and as we start to talk a little bit more about you know tools like social media channels you know i know we talked about on the flip side of how do you set the marketing teams at universities up for success and i think you met you had a nice couple ideas around making sure they have the right tools and the the right messaging so they can connect with students can you tell us a little bit more about that as well
0: sure you know this this is a topic i'm really passionate about um so having set this So having um, been in a MarTech seat for um, many years in higher ed, some of the things that um, we often lack are the right tools. And some of those tools are very expensive and some of them are not, Um, but really finding the right mix or the right stack, if you will, of the tools uh, for your institution and for what you're trying to do, it's really critical to success. Um, Those tools have to talk to each other. They can't be the student system over here and you know your email system you know completely disconnected. Um, It's really important to think about how all of those tools tie together and how they're managing the journeys for your audiences um, so that you're really meeting those students in the right place at the right time with the right message. I could beat this drum all day long every day because there's so much opportunity for higher ed to keep getting this right um and i i see a lot of institutions uh, marching down that path one of those key things is where's your information where's your data don't think about experience um, and all those touch points uh, with a university being separate from marketing Marketing really needs to tap into each and every piece of that um, and be that bridge that creates that experience for your students. So um, anywhere from a virtual tour to um, your communication systems, to your event management system, all of those things need to talk to each other. Um, You know, one of the things that we did at Ohio State was um, really thinking about during the pandemic, how, um, how critical the digital experience really became. Um, we no longer had the opportunity to bring people to campus and so we actually did use Concept3D for um, our uh, virtual tours for medical students and in uh, and, and helping them select their residencies. So, um, as you know, Ohio State has a pretty large academic medical center um, and in that particular instance, hospitals were locked down. You couldn't bring a whole cohort of students to right. to check it out and investigate the labs and decide if they wanted to come there. So we really, um, we built several virtual tours based on specialty uh, for that purpose and help people see what the experience was like from afar.
1: Got it. And I don't know too much about the medical field, but my understanding is that the the facilities are really important to where you select your residency and is that what apart for that need
0: absolutely absolutely right I mean it's very challenging again going all the way back to Mm -hmm. um, this being an experienced brand even whether you're undergraduate or you're in your medical um, medical residency I think it's really important to know where you're going to make that investment make that commitment and so that was, a really, um, that was a really powerful tool at that time for us that said, hey, this is a way that we can deliver um, a similar experience that we can't deliver in person today. Um, and so, yes, we were able to do very quickly um, stand-up 360 uh, video and, and uh, photography to build tours pretty rapidly uh, so that those students could see what the facilities were like.
1: All right, thank you. Thanks for the shout out too. That's, that's great. <laughs> uh, and, and do you think as a whole, do you think the higher ed, you know, marketing teams, whether it's admissions, it's central team, recruiting teams, it's communications teams, do you think they're coming together more and aligning and creating that centralized system of tools that you were, you were really um, advocating for earlier?
0: Um, I, I hope so. Right. I, I think that, <laughs> That's yeah. that's really critical for the future of higher education. Um, I can't candy coat it. it. It's higher ed is at an inflection point. And I say that because um, the audiences sh- audiences are shifting. We're now post, I, won't, I don't know if we're post pandemic, but um, we are we're at a point where we've had a good couple of years of people seeing the world in a very different way Mm -hmm. um and we already had a generation of students coming up that would say i'm not sure if i need to go to college i can just start my own business i can just do all these things Um, and now we're in a space where digital has taken over in such a way that that brick and mortar experience that immersive experience has to be sold even more Um, because students, they are on their screens 24 seven. That is my friend circle right on the screen. Uh, so, um, just thinking back to my high schooler, that's, that's how he engages. Right. And, and so the, seeing the value of shipping off to a university and being somewhere, um, is you have to really sell that in a way that's never been done before. Um. And so higher ed is, is really going to need to change how it appeals to this next generation of students. It's going to have to do something above and beyond. And, you know, I'll say this um, all day long. I'd like to see the next Disney World of higher ed. I'd like to see what that looks like. Um, I'd like to be a part of it if I could, right? But I think there's, there's something to someone really innovative um, changing the face of higher education in a way that meets the needs of this generation of students.
1: I love that. That is absolutely visionary, and you know it. It's 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 not something that I've heard before. The next Disneyland of higher ed. I love it. Um, yeah. It, it's it's very interesting because what I'm hearing is a lot of the tools that you're suggesting and the communication that we need to have together. That's just how you even understand what's working or what isn't as well, right? And so that's yeah. from a business lens, which a lot of the institutions are like, that's how you understand new things that you're trying, what's working and what's not.
0: And Absolutely. if those tools
1: aren't in place, you're more or less working in a, in a vacuum or in a, in a space where you don't know what the results are from these new strategies you're having to put in place with um, a new generation, call it Gen mm-hmm. Zoom or, Gen Z, I know there's the new terms out there for it, but yeah, Yeah. that's super, super, super interesting. So I know we've been talking a lot about the creating demand side, and I'm really, really stoked to talk about this next topic, which is around the capturing demand side. Sure. And we get to hit both buckets in one call, so it's really, really cool. But um, I loved your experience in website optimizations and your previous roles and what you've seen in the past. Um, I'd love for you to tell tell me a little bit more about what you've seen with website mm-hmm. design, optimization, and how that's led to business impact.
0: Sure, yeah. So, um, and I see this a lot, even in my current role, a lot of higher ed institutions try to accommodate all the audiences um, with a single web presence or a series of web presences. And the way that higher ed grew up, uh, the web grew up at higher ed, um, you end up with a lot of disparate information managed in different ways, creating really broken experiences. Um, and we're at a point now where a lot of um, institutions are recognizing that and wanting to address it. So what's the right solution, right? So I think that's the that's always the, the big, the grand question. Um, and you really have to start with understanding your audience. Um, so really thinking back to Ohio State and What we did there, uh, we did, we ran what we call intercept surveys or homepage surveys um, several times at Ohio State. And what we found is a lot of our feedback came from internal parties Um, and actually we had, I think it was like a 60, 40% split between internal and external um, folks providing feedback on the website. But what we said, what we found was the internal folks were happy, right? The internal folks were like, I I found what I needed and um, I'm good. No need to change anything. Um, It was the external folks, the people that were really trying to influence and and sell this brand to and uh, this experience to that were struggling. I can't find this. I don't know where this is. Why isn't this there? Um, And so we actually decided to be really intentional about targeting that external audience, those prospective students, those parents, those alumni, um, and and really making sure that our internal teams were were kind of moved to the right place and continued to find what they needed to find, but they didn't need to do that on the external website. Um, So that is an important iterative process. You can't just tear down a website Um, Rebuild it and walk away. It is a constant constant role to iterate, to look at the data, to look at the insights and say, what is our audience telling us today that we need to be thinking about? Um, And listen to the audience that you're really trying to um, convert and, and bring along for the ride, for that journey. You want to keep those people engaged with your content. Um, you want them to click that button and apply. You want them to um, give to your university. And so it's important to continue to nurture that relationship.
1: Got it. And my one huge takeaway from this, you know, I've, I've also helped with websites um, and optimization as well. And you actually took the smaller like percentage of the audience, which was the prospective students, the alumni, sure. the parents, the friends, um, which was a smaller percentage of your website visitors, but optimize mm-hmm. the website for them because you understood and your team understood that that had the bigger impact on the business, right? Because
0: yes. the yeah. students
1: are already students, they're committed. And it's not up to the website to keep them retained, right? Or <laughs> It's right. up to other processes. And so you, you took what, from a numbers perspective, I would have just leaned towards the higher percentage, like let's make the website optimized for what we get most of, but no, that's not what you understood, because you understood who you're talking to, what business impact that made. And that was it.
0: It seems really counterintuitive, right? It yeah. doesn't it seem counterintuitive to think about, uh, well, why not go for the masses on the website? But again, back to this is the way that the web grew up at, 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 in higher ed is that there has been so much catering to internal audiences that that information is skewed. And so you really have to be willing to take that risk and flip the script um, and say, "No, we're going to focus on these external audiences and move our internal audiences where they need to be." Um, mm-hmm. And we were able to do that successfully.
1: Love to hear it. And um, just taking a, a huge, huge step back, like how important is a website to an institution? Like what what? How big of a role does it do you think it plays within the marketing engine or admissions or communications?
0: Huge. Huge. It is the fabric. Um, if a student has even a remote inkling that they want to attend a university, they will hit that website first. Right. That's what they're going to do. That's where all the information lives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the path of least resistance to learning about the institution. Um, and it is the first impression. So you want first impressions are everything, right? You want them to stick. You want them to resonate. Um, if I land, if I search Google and look for University X and I land on a department's website, that is now, as a prospective student, my first experience with that, with that university. How many of us in Central Marketing Communications think about the Department of History's website? or the Department of dances website right all of those touch points matter um, so really thinking about the web as uh, as a massive entity um, almost a brick and mortar store with a thousand front doors um, is really important
1: I love your example there metaphor it is it is what this it is the storefront of every business now and higher education institution as well yeah love it well, Melissa, thank you so much for your insight and really detailed knowledge share today. It was so great to have you on. I was wondering where our listeners could reach out to you and maybe connect with you in some of your uh, personal or business uh, links.
0: Sure, thanks, Shiro, and great conversation. I really appreciated the time. Your listeners can find me on Twitter at carmi 19 it's K-A-R-M-I-E 19, or uh, at my new website, www.martechenabled.com.
1: Martechenabled.com, Is that right? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you as well. And to our audience, thank you. And if you're ever in need of a virtual tour, campus map solution, or events calendar for higher ed, you know where to find us. Thank you.